This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hello and welcome to OT3. I'm one of your hosts today, Steffi, and I am a huge fan of slow burns and pinky touching. <laughs> uh, who else is here? Oh, what's up? That's me. I'm Ashley. Um, you, you know, I'm the one that knows the most about vampires, usually. And I like alternative universe fanfics a lot. Ooh. And hi, I'm Sarah. I am a resident fanfic shaholic, and uh, I love I love the slow bird, but I also love the ridiculousness of them. I love enemies to lover. You took mine. That's what <laughs> I was going to say. Sorry, <laughs> sorry Hannah. I'm and- Hannah, and I love enemies to lovers. <laughs> How dare you, Sarah? <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. Hannah, no, I'm okay. so glad you're here. Thank you so much for oh, joining us. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Honored to be here, to be talking uh, to you wonderful people. Fun fact. Hannah's the reason why we have our name. <laughs> I know. It was Hannah's idea. It was it Hannah's was. idea. Yeah. Um, I feel very honored um, that we had a meeting and this was one thing we were talking about, the potential name for the show. And I was like, OK, I'm going to throw out a bad idea. It was like the first thing I suggested. <laughs> I was like, it's just 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 a thought. What about OT3? And then you were like, well, that's it. All right, we're going to do no, that. No, like all of us just lit up like, no, that's <laughs> that was like I had this whole spiel for why. I was like, here's the thing. Like, there's three of you, OTPs, and well-known OT3s are the... And I was like justifying it. You're like, you don't need to. Just You want us it. over. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. And I can't even remember what else we were thinking about. Like, that's how bad our ideas were. <laughs> they were not they good. bad. They were yeah. not bad. They were not. I do love it, though. I feel like it's very good. Very appropriate for you guys i i love that but i also love like sometimes now people like other people within uh work will be like yeah that's you and ot3 or you don't go tell ot3 and i'm like they have names but now we have like an <laughs> acronym it gets to talk about you <laughs> with that we want to give a special shout out to deferney who left a lovely review for on apple podcast and if you would like a shout out please leave a review on apple podcast apple podcast or uh what's the other one audible or let us know that you're like, watching us on twitter facebook we have social media everywhere uh mm-hmm. every time i'm worried i'm not going to have a new review to read and there's always more so thank you for making my heart sore every time i see a new review they make us want to continue this show so much so thank <laughs> mm-hmm. you to anyone who leaves reviews and uh let's, let's let's track back a little bit so enemies to lover uh one of the best examples of that is a pride and prejudice um so oh, it girl. is a novel <laughs> written by Jane Austen and published in 1813. While it is considered a romance novel, it is often categorized as a social satire. The story follows Elizabeth Bennet and how she grows to not judge people so quickly. Also, fun fact, the first uh, title, it was workshopped, it was called First Impressions, which I actually didn't know. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Elizabeth is one of five, daughter, uh, five daughters in a family dealing with their own issues. Uh, it's a family full of daughters. They need to marry rich if they want to be taken care of. And, uh, that's where Mr. Darcy comes in. He's handsome and rich and, oh, and Lizzie. I'm also going to call Elizabeth uh, Lizzie sometimes. We're on a first name basis with her, our heroine. I think we're pals like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when Lizzie and Mr. Darcy meet for the first time, they 
absolutely hate each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but with all romances, chaos ensues. Uh, but we're not really here to talk about Pride and Prejudice. I feel like that is a whole episode on its own just about the story. We're here to only talk about Mr. Darcy. Yes. Uh, before we talk about who he is, uh, what is everybody's thoughts on Mr. Darcy? I mean, what can you say that that <laughs> hasn't been said um, other than... I, I shouldn't speak for the group and say we love him. Hmm. We, it's we okay. appreciate you. Can. I feel like I can. Um, Absolutely. Yes. Uh, yes. Love him. Love him. He is the the blueprint, the archetype um, for so many future characters. Um, I didn't say this in my intro because Sarah got me with my stealing my love of enemies to lovers. <laughs> However, I was going to say I'm a recovering English major. Um, that was what I studied in <laughs> oh college. My gosh. Um, and uh, I took an entire course in college on Jane Austen, on just the novels and works of Jane Austen. So I'm, I'm intimately familiar um, with these works. And I would not say intimately familiar with Mr. Darcy. That would be inappropriate. That would be untoward. Um, <laughs> However, I love his character and mm-hmm. can talk about it a lot, mm-hmm. like a lot. So. I feel like Darcy is such a good example of like respects women and understands their power. Mm-hmm. Like he definitely has his own problems that they mm-hmm. like. That's also great thing about Pride and Prejudice and Mr. Darcy is it's all about like, oh, wait, maybe I'm a little shitty and I should reevaluate myself. Changing and, like, and growing. Yeah, mm-hmm, so like maybe mm-hmm. Mr. Darcy doesn't have like the highest thing starting with, but like by the end of it, he's he got a big glass of that respect women juice. I just <laughs> I love that. Yes, yes, absolutely. Ashley? Uh, I can just say like, I'm just fanning myself um, for all of the audio listeners. Oh my God. Uh, I don't think I found a like male hero character as attractive as Mr. Darcy for a long time. I think mm-hmm. it had to be right. The stereotype, the archetype. This is like, it's like <laughs> what women want. <laughs> exactly. My so, favorite thing is that he's not stereotypically attractive. Ever. None of his portrayals are as such. They're just Darcy. Yeah. I mean, okay, he's tall. Uh, he's tall. <laughs> tall, dark, and handsome. Yes. Uh, well, basically, Mr. Darcy is the mold for every emo, misunderstood, loved interest from now until basically forever. Seriously, he laid the groundwork for so many brooding love interests. And and here's here's the kicker. He is super rich. Mm. Um, it's written he's exceptionally wealthy with an income exceeding 10,000 pounds a year. And according to Wikipedia, that is well over 13 million dollars. Uh, excuse me, 13 million pounds today. So, ooh. and that's just money making money right there. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, when we first meet him, he's a bit rude, standoffish, and he makes some really rude remarks about Elizabeth. But over time, we learn that he's actually shy and thoughtful and an absolute moron who women for ages absolutely <laughs> an adore. Absolute moron. <laughs> yeah, he's oh, he's like one of those man. like I have my my words are my defense mechanism type of man mm-hmm. where he mm-hmm. speaks without thinking, and you're just like, oh, yeah. well, it's all yeah. logical, rational, unfeeling mm-hmm. type of. Mm-hmm. Here is how I feel about you, and and the female are just like. Throw that shit away. <laughs> I don't want any of that. Yeah, and then well, he's very much 
He comes back better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very much like a product of his time where, you know, I think what's interesting about him is he has all these perception of, or he has all these, you know, expectations of propriety and things he mm-hmm. has to do and how he has to interact with Elizabeth and who a good match is and what makes a respectable family. Um, and he holds Bingley to that, his mm-hmm. best friend. He's like, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't marry that woman. She kind of, her family is kind of the worst. Uh, but then he's like, I'll risk it all. I'll throw it all away to be with you, even though you are literally from the exact same family because I just am a lovesick fool. And my brain is empty when I look at you. I can't make any reasonable choices, um, which I respect. Yeah, it's a huge point of why this is more about social commentary than romance, Mm -hmm. because like everyone is held to these expectations. Uh, Like Lizzie, she is expected to marry wealthy to help save herself and her family. Uh, But she turns down two proposals, one by her cousin, Mr. Uh, Oh, my God. Mr. Collins. Name Mr. Collins. Mr. Collins. Shout out for Mr. Collins in the back. Oh, my God. No shout out for Mr. Collins. I'm sorry. I will I'll explain that later. But <laughs> shout out to Mr. Collins in the back. Um, and uh, a second proposal was from Mr. Darcy. But he was so absolutely was worst. Worst proposal. It's so good. He's it's like, so hey, good. So basically, bad good. he's like, hey, your family sucks. I shouldn't marry you. This goes against everything I've been taught. But hey, I kind of like you. Want to get married? And Lizzie's obviously like, no. Definitely no. Definitely no. You ruined my sister's life. Mm-hmm. And also, you're terrible and mean. Why would I be with you? And he's like, wow, I, I wasn't expecting this. Um, <laughs> he's like, ouch. Oh. But it's then, just, oh my God. Then, and I know, Steffi, you probably have a forum that you want to go through this, but then Mr. Darcy is just like, he's like, the best. Then he just turns into the <laughs> best man. He's like, I, oh, yeah. wait. Can she I just said say no, that why? She also, uh, she got a good look at uh, Pemberley uh, Park. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pemberley yeah, man. house. Yeah. That house. Lovely mansion. That helps. So yeah. a little bit. Like, oh, she's really wealthy. This could have been mine. Like her uh, walking through and looking at the ceilings that are painted like a cathedral. And you're just like, oh. I just want to backtrack just a smidge. Um, so Mr. Collins in the back. So I love, oh, I used to go all the time to uh, a, a theater called the Alamo Draft House. Mm. And they would have special movie events. And one of my favorite is the um, Pride and Prejudice quote along. And when yep. your favorite character comes out, you're supposed to cheer. Yep. Then Mr. Collins like comes out. One lady in the back just goes, <laughs> That was the one we went to together, Stephanie, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. Oh. And it was like everybody lost it. And it was just so funny. I know this is about Mr. Darcy. Real quick aside, Mr. Collins is comedic gold. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He is so funny. Like, I can see He's why so he would be someone's favorite character because he is so entertaining. Human. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, just to, uh, this is not about Mr. Collins, but I will say uh, <laughs> it's really fascinating how men have not changed in years. <laughs> Remember, this is 1813, and Mr. Collins is like, yeah. Lizzie, marry me. And she's like, no. Oh, you're just being modest. Anyways, marry me. Get. And she's like, no. Listen, Linda, I get you're being modest. You know, you're you're fragile and a flower, but you know, marry me. And she's like, no, I will not marry you. And men have not changed since. And then at some <laughs> point, doesn't he like try to get her mother to, but then his pride her, is to her. It's, it's to well, her. 
Well, it's to, because like I remember this is like one of my favorite bits in the whole movie because I love the father in Pride and Prejudice. Again, not about him. And to be clear, mm-hmm. are we talking about the 2005 Joe Wright Pride and Prejudice? Yeah. 2005. That's, okay. that's what it the, seems like. Yes. Which we will get more in a second. Yeah. There's but, many versions. <laughs> there are so many versions. But in that version of Pride and Prejudice, there's this moment where it's Mrs. Weasley plays the mother. Mrs. Weasley. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Please tell me I'm not wrong. Nonetheless. You're probably and not wrong. President Snow is the father. Um <laughs> references isn't it brenda blethen isn't it i don't i'm getting i'm butchering her name i'm very sorry nonetheless it's the mom going brings like the dad along like traipses him in the room and say and she's like all right husband you tell her that she has to marry him make her marry him or i will never talk to her again and then the dad just goes you know what we're facing a difficult decision because if you say if you marry him if you do not marry him your mother will not talk to you but if you do marry him i will never talk to you again <laughs> i'm like i'm uh, kind that of was sure that's also in the book so the way he says that but i don't remember i haven't read the it's book it's similar in, in the book i think as well yeah. but like oh um but you know let, let's get let's get into the movies but we're not gonna start with the 2005 and we're actually gonna start with um there's two Pride and Prejudice that everyone kind of always argue about, which was the better one. One is the 2005 one, but first is the 1995 BBC <laughs> TV series. That's my fave. It's a real, um, like, choose your fighter situation. Pretty yeah. much. It was uh, a six-episode miniseries with Colin Firth as Mr. Darcy. Uh, this version is usually prided as being the more faithful one, and it is definitely a favorite amongst Pride and Prejudice fans. Um, one of the most popular scenes, though, is Colin Firth walking out of a lake with a white t-shirt and just dripping wet. It yeah. is so famous, in fact, um, that in 2013, to promote a drama television station, they actually made a 12-foot statue of it and it's put it so in a lake. What? It's, it's so weird. wild. Oh, my God. I... I, <laughs> I it, it looks like him, but it's also slightly kind of uncannily, like uncanny, uncanny valley, valley weird. Yeah. A little bit. yeah. Um, but yeah, that scene is extremely popular. It has been parodied, parodied in like uh, other adaptions. And it's just a very famous scene. And it's just so funny. Um, but yeah, uh, what do you guys think about this version? I know everyone has seen it here, I believe. I'm not sure about Sarah, because mm-hmm. we all... Fun fact. I watched it with you. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. Fun fact. um, There was uh, a few years ago, we had a Pride and Prejudice Super Bowl party uh, where none of us wanted to watch uh, the Super Bowl, but we wanted to hang out. So we watched several different versions of Pride and Prejudice (laughs) while eating Super Bowl food. That's amazing. It It was was so much Why was I not invited, first of all? I did not know at the time, but you and I, we did have our own Pride and Prejudice movie night. We did. That was true. That was lovely. That was very true. Yeah. Um, um, yes, I think we've all seen. Well, clearly, it's Ashley's favorite. Um, <laughs> so I think we've all seen it. Um, yeah. So, what is your yeah. thoughts on this movie? Uh, nothing against the 2005 version because that one is <laughs> lovely. It's lovely, and I love it. I will watch it all the time. But I just feel like with the Pride and Prejudice, the 1995 BBC. I mean, it isn't as there's not as much money in it because it's BBC, mm-hmm. but it is so faithful, and it's six episodes and. I just love everything about it. The, the set dressing. I thought Colin Firth was great. Uh, the actors. It was, I don't know. It's just one of the most classic tellings of it. And I keep watching it and it never, it never feels dated to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, here's the thing. <laughs> I 
am just such, and we're going to talk about it. I'm just such a diehard 2005 here nightly one like that is like hands down my favorite movie of all time i have a bad day i come home i put that on like i I, there was a week in college where i was having a really bad time i watched that movie twice a day for an entire week and i did (laughs) not get tired of it it still made me feel great inside and i was like yes so um and i watched that before i ever saw the other miniseries miniseries not bad it just it, it was missing the score. I'm a really big movie score person. Oh God, me too. And the score, score in the 2005 I have that score on vinyl. I have uh-huh. it on vinyl. It's incredible. It's, it's, anyway, sorry. It is an incredible <laughs> score. And so, it like, is. I think like it wasn't a bad retelling or anything. And Colin Firth did a great job. Um, the only thing I remember about our watch party can is that the entire time we were trying to figure out who the yellow bow bitch was. Because if you watch that movie, there is consistently this bitch in the background with a yellow bow. And you're like, who is she? Clearly, she's important. It's not one of the sisters. It's, it's not, not one, one of her one of sisters, okay. no. Is, no, I mean, like, not like um, Bingley's oh, sisters. It? No, not no. Bingley's sister. It? It, was, it was, I think, like a neighbor's daughter. I think it, it was. It was like Charlotte's mm. little sister or something. I don't, we, we oh, were... We were very distraught Funny. about it because, like, this, like, it was like we're like, "LOL, yellow bow girl," and it was just like every two scenes, yellow go, and we're like, "Who the fuck is she? Yeah, <laughs> why is she getting so much screen time?" Yellow bow Literally. girl was like at like a bunch of different dances, like in just scenes, oh, like man. background scenes, like never had any like voice scenes, constant background. We we it was like catch the yellow bow. Yeah, um, you know, I kind of. Found- oh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, I kind of like that because well I I haven't so I haven't watched the 95 one in a while I've watched it a bunch of times I haven't watched it in a while but um so I don't unfortunately I don't remember yellow bow girl but I do <laughs> kind of like the idea of just a recurring extra because in these like small towns and villages like you would just see the same person mm-hmm. popping up constantly all over the place even if you don't know them very well so like I kind of like that there's like a weird recurring <laughs> yes. extra, but sorry, what were you going to say? Stephanie? I was just going to say, uh, I honestly forgot. Uh, but then how about this? Hannah, what are your thoughts on the 1995 one? So I love the 1995 one. Um, mm. It was obviously the first one I saw because I'm old. Um, and, uh, <laughs> but it, I, I think for me, the difference between them, certainly the 95 one is more faithful. It, mm-hmm. you, it takes more time to watch so you can kind of watch it over a longer period of time, one day, if you're like me or multiple days, if you're someone who has self-control. Um, and, but I think the difference is like, uh, just atmospherically and tonally kind of like we were saying the, the 2005 is very cinematic. Mm -hmm. It is, I would say they're, they're both romantic in like the literal sense. Like obviously the story itself is very romantic, but I think the romanticism of the 2005 is heightened by how cinematic it is. And the 95 one feels more comfort movie-esque. Right. Like, I, I mean, it's not, it's not a movie, but I think it feels more intimate and more like you're watching something that is just something more uh, comfortable and familiar because it is shot in a, in a more, you know, grounded it's way. In the, it's in the BBC way. Like before yeah. they had yeah. the huge budgets. It was just, it was like the Little House on the Prairie-esque type of situation where like they got really, really accurate, but it was very like, and it's, not high budget lighting and none of that, but it was it was good. And it doesn't it doesn't need it because you have no. these really incredible performances from like Colin Firth and I'm gonna get all these people's names wrong. Jennifer Eel Ely? Something. I, yeah. I didn't grab any name. of the Lizzie's um, names. I just got the Lizzie. Yeah. Uh she's also wonderful. She's an mm-hmm. amazing Lizzie. And I think you get what's also interesting between the two of them is like the 
the portrayals of these characters are slightly different because you have more time spent with them. So you Mm -hmm. get to see the transformation of Darcy. You're around Darcy more. You have more um, one-on-one scenes Mm -hmm. with Darcy in the BBC 95 version. Um, And it is more squarely in Elizabeth's point of view in 2005. So you get more intimate scenes with Darcy and you see his, a little bit more of his perspective and the transformation that he's going through. I love the like, fencing scene where he's like I will conquer this and you're like buddy (laughs) buddy come on you are so done for just give in um but you get these like really fun intimate moments with his character and you see him transforming and you get these like little moments because of how much more time they have to explore these characters and their changing dynamic um but the characters are also portrayed so differently. I think mm-hmm. Colin Firth's Darcy is a, he really nails more of the haughtiness that he has of just like really much more, uh, has a lot more disdain. And he has, I think, a more significant turn in that miniseries. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, I've always, I, I just think like Colin Firth is just quintessential Mr. Darcy to me. Yeah. Like, 20, 2005 when he has my heart, but like yeah. Colin Firth is just, he, I feel like he gets what the character is and it is just a wonderful actor to play that role. Mm-hmm. My favorite uh, part is, I, I don't know if you're going to say this stuff about Colin Firth, but if you go to the Mr. Darcy Wikipedia page. Maybe. Okay, then I'll hold. Maybe. Is it hold. is it about another movie? No, it's about how okay. he's in like every single fucking <laughs> movie. Oh, I mean, he's he has repra- he has played a Darcy before. Times. Uh, yeah, but yes. we're gonna bring up another mm-hmm. one that he plays, but we'll get to that later. Okay. <laughs> uh, so let's let's just go ahead and go to the second one, which is the 2005 movie adaptation, which kind of touched on uh, that one. And I apologize, I might mess up the name. It's Matthew McFadden. 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 I think, yeah. Or- so Matthew McFadden. Um, this is like you said, definitely more cinematic of the two. Uh, <sighs> I still. <don't- laughs> It's I just, feel like this one is basically the female gaze the movie. Yeah, uh, this way one of has it. its own famous scene, whereas uh, the two, oh sorry, the 1995 one has them coming out of the water. This movie has the hand flex scene. So what happened is uh, Lizzie is leaving Pemberley, and Mr. Darcy helps her onto her carriage like holding their hand and then he walks away and his hand flexes and then women everywhere just lose their goddamn mind. I remember us watching the movie with Alamo and it's like a movie full it's a brunch so everybody's got mimosas and everything and then the hand flex happened and this the scream people like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah this oh. scene is so famous I, I was just curious because I, I I like just researching like random areas of things when I'm doing my research. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Etsy and just look oh, up Mr. Oh, Darcy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course, it's always Colin Firth and this version of uh, Mr. Darcy. You, there are so many different stickers that you can get, get of just his hand. I know. I was <laughs> just thinking about that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, if you yeah. want a sticker of Mr. Darcy's hand, there Paintings, are Paintings, stickers, cross stitches, anything so you can think many. of. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, I can- am... I have talked in the show very often how I am very much a hands person. I I love the 
accidentally touching each other's hand, holding hands, the, the pinky touch. Oh, I lose it. And this is this movie just satisfies that so much because they're holding hands and they dance. When they dance, like I said, um, it's very cinematic. So when they're dancing, it cuts to them just That's being what I was going to say. That is my favorite scene in the entire fucking movie. It's so good because they're dancing in this crowded room. But then the camera switches. pans behind his back and then and all of a sudden them two dancing. just oh. dancing in an empty room in the candlelight <laughs> and they're just staring into each other's eyes and you're like <laughs> and and arguing which is oh, yeah. all the more the the back and forth and the banter there between them in that scene is so uh just emblematic of their relationship and why it's so engaging is that they're having this very like intimate moment and still like verbally sparring which i was like <laughs> yep nailed it yep yeah, this one, like you said earlier, definitely heights the romance more. There is definitely some social commentary, but not as heavy as it is in 1995's version. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the 1995 version, definitely, you felt more of, like, the sisters and the family dynamic mm-hmm. and, like, oh, what's going to happen when their father dies? Like, somebody's got to get married. <laughs> um, and in the in the 2005, it's a lot about... Uh, Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy, which is great. That's mm-hmm. what we're here for. Um, but in the, uh, the 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 1995 version, it was there was a lot of like stuff where Mr. Darcy and Elizabeth weren't might not even be there. It was just like other things, other family matters, and you mm-hmm. really felt when uh, at the very end when Mr. Darcy saves the day by saving Elizabeth's sister that finally he is like found, you know. He did it not even knowing that she was going to get with him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He did it without wanting her to ever find out about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is the ultimate female, predominantly female fantasy. A man actually changes and listens to. But also, like, (laughs) it's like, if I don't end up with her, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, there's there's the the main thing I think that's so compelling about him is he's someone who changes Mm-hmm. on on his own learning from the criticisms he's received internalizes that apologizes for what he's done and then in, like acts on that change yeah. without expectation of mm-hmm. return like That's he doesn't the want biggest her to thing. know he helped with Lydia like doesn't have any intention of telling her about that or that he goes to Bingley to get him to go back to Jane like he does all of this stuff knowing he's trying to right wrongs and because he wants to do the right thing for Lizzie and her family to make her happy and he yeah. knows her happiness doesn't owe him she doesn't owe him anything because he's doing these things for mm-hmm. her which I think is what's so compelling but like it also um, shows that he loves her so much because he's willing to make these selfless. changes and put effort yeah. towards her happiness without anything in return, as you said. And he even sacrifices a large sum of money just to do this. Yep. And honestly, a lot of his pride because Mm -hmm. he has that (gasps) whole story about Wickham. Like, maybe we should go into Wickham a little bit. Mr. Wickham. We haven't described him yet. So, um, so anyway, want to intro Wickham? You Wickham. You do it. Go ahead, Ashley. All right. So Mr. Wickham is a very handsome young man who is in the uh, military. I think he's one of the officers that all the girls are so interested in. And the they're at these, uh, yeah, they're at the, uh, the ball, the militia. They're at the balls and they're in their pretty uniforms and all the girls are just kind of going gaga. And um, <laughs> he's very handsome and he kind of takes an interest in Lizzie. Um, and Lizzie ends up using, not using Wickham, but like, ends up being her friend and Mm -hmm. ends up kind of uh, finding some solace and talking to him when Mr. Darcy has so rudely kind of said that she's not pretty enough to tempt me. Um, (laughs) 
But it ends up that Mr. Wickham is not a good guy. Mm-hmm. He uh, has a lot of gambling debts. He sounds pretty. He talks pretty. He can get all the girls. But in the end, what he's looking for is someone to uh, pay the bills. And so at one point, he tried to get Darcy's little sister, because apparently they knew each other in the past. Uh, Darcy and his, Wickham his grew up together. Grew up together. Father, yeah, his like Wickham's father worked for Mr. Darcy's dad. And when Mr. Darcy's dad passed away, when he, Wickham's father, the Wickham's right? father, yeah. no, well, when both of their dads, yeah, yeah. when the Wickham's father st- passed away, Mr. Darcy's, Darcy's father, senior was like, "Yo, here, I'm gonna help you." <laughs> and then, are you saying Darcy's Darcy Junior? <laughs> Darcy Darcy Mr. Darcy. Well, it would only be if his name was also Fitzwilliam. Anyway, yeah. I don't know what Darcy's dad's <laughs> name is, but so Darcy Senior, he uh, he was took him in, treated him like a son. And left him a, a decent size of money that he gambled away. But then Ashley, pick up your story. So he's looking for money. So he's looking um, for money. He's looking for money. I mean, he's just trying, and, and you know, a little bit of fun. I mean, he's look, also looking to be a little we bit can, debaucherous. We can swear. Do you? Do we swear? Yeah, can can swear. we swear? <laughs> he's the original fuck boy. I think oh. we can. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my god, yes. Sorry, right. continue. I just had to refer, uh, you know. Hannah, we had a whole episode about ABO and uh, Nodding yep. Wolves, and yep. you're good. Yep. <laughs> they didn't yeah, know okay. what ABO, wait, Hannah, Nothing do you know what I'm ABO gonna... is? Oh, yes. God. Yes. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. These two didn't, and I had to sit here and describe what an Omega is and what well, separates it. Go, go listen like, to the episode if you want to know what it is. Yeah. Let's take a look back. Yeah, thank you, Hannah. I just wanted you to know that Oh, yes, I'm, yep. Mm-hmm. Houses. Okay, let's Thank continue. On. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. okay. Back um, to our much more PG proprietor. Like, you know, we're going back to the Regency so, era. Mr. Wickham is the fuckboy. Thank you, Hannah. That is so perfect. Um, he ends up uh, starting to flirt around with Lizzie's little sisters, and Lizzie has a littlest sister named Lydia, who is the quote-unquote silliest of them all. And she is, I don't know what we would call her today. Um, a pick-me girl? Maybe that's pick- actually... Oh. That's... That's yeah, good. I would just say annoying. Yes. <laughs> annoying. She's got, like, major sister energy. Selfish boy crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Can't really see beyond anything Which, that she's like, doing. Uh-huh. She's 16. Or she's 16. 15? 15. She might be 15. 15. I, think she's I don't 15 even think she's starts. 16. Yeah, so, yeah. She, I mean... You know, she's a she's just, kid, so yeah. you can give her some slack. He is not a kid, so no, creep. he's a man. Um, yeah, full on creep. Anyway, um, in the end, uh, Lizzie and uh, Mr. Darcy are kind of like she visits his park at Pemberley Park, and I don't know, he ends up being there, and she's so embarrassed. Anyway, they're kind of having this almost like reconciliation when she gets a letter that her little sister Lydia has run off with Mr. Wickham. And this is awful because it tarnishes their whole family. She doesn't have any money. So Wickham mm-hmm. basically took her off, like, just just to fool he around. He had no intention of marrying her. He just exactly took her to fool around and then abandoned her, most likely. Mm-hmm. No regards of what that would do to their reputation, nope. which is a huge part of the, you know, this time. Mm-hmm. Your re- reputation was everything. If you have a slutty sister, yeah. your whole family is tarnished, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, none of the girls would have ever gotten married after that. They mm-hmm. would have just been, like, 
taken off from society. Spinsters. Yeah. Oh, it would have been bad. And then they would have no money because that's the women didn't have a way to make money. Mr. Back Collins then. inherits the estate. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. would have nowhere to live unless mm-hmm. Mr. Collins wants to let them live there. Which yep. who knows? Which, yeah. Lizzie yeah. told him no, so <laughs> by the way, not Mr. on the Collins, best of terms. <laughs> Mr. Collins does end up marrying Lizzie's best friend instead. Which right. also, arguably, one of the best lines in cinematic history ever was from that friend when she accepts the proposal, where she's like I don't know what you expect I'm from 27. me. I, I'm 27. I have no money. No money. No I'm prospects. A, I'm, I'm already a burden on no, my, my parents. parents. <laughs> and you're like, so don't I'm, you judge me. Yeah, like, don't yeah. you judge me, Elizabeth. I just and think about that like, as I'm rounding 26 and my single ass. I'm just like, <laughs> it's just like, it's such an absolute mood. Like when you're that age watching this movie and you see her ranch and you're like, no, I get it, dude. Godspeed. Yeah. Godspeed. <laughs> uh, and he, take, uh, he, he takes care of her. Like, you gotta give yeah, Collins that. He's yeah. silly and he's humorous, but I mean, I mean, he is what he is. <laughs> he's a little yeah. old fashioned. He kisses up to that pompous lady, Lady uh, Catherine de Bourne. Li- oh my gosh. Which is a whole other issue. But so you know, many good characters. Um, Charlotte knows how to handle him and knows how to keep her independence when she needs it and has her own Mm -hmm. area to work without him. So, you know, it works. I think in the 2005 (laughs) version, she goes, this is my parlor. He can't come in here. (laughs) I have made a safe Mr. Collins free zone for myself in my house. She knows what she's doing. Okay, 100%. (laughs) Steffi, are you going to get to the Adler adaptations? Uh, before we do anything else you have to say about the 1995 versus the 2000 actually I I do have one more question Uh, Sarah 1995 or 2005 2005 Ashley 1995 Hannah I'm a 2005 I'm a 2005 I love both but 2005 nothing wrong with 2005 exactly listen I'll watch both like why not both Specifically to to the point of the Darcy, I do love Matthew McFadden's like. Sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, but um, I know you're listening to this. It's fine. Um, but like, I love his portrayal of Darcy because he's such a like nerd. Emo. He's just yeah. so awkward. He he gives him this like level of oh, this is just someone who has very few people he's actually close with. He does not have a lot of friendships or relationships. He so mm-hmm. desperately craves uh to be liked by the person he likes but he also has no way to go about doing it and so you feel like his haughtiness and his you know his contempt and disdain Mm -hmm. are in some ways him not knowing how to be like a social person Mm -hmm. um there's that layer of propriety and that layer of expectation around rank and social status that that's the that's the base layer of why he operates the way he does but behind that is there there's this level of insecurity which like the scene where he tries to go talk to her because she says like practicing is important, um, any skill. And if he wants to be able to talk to people he doesn't know, he needs to do that. And he shows up and he makes the most awkward conversation possible where he's like, lovely room. She's done a great job with the decorating. And she's like, do you want tea? And he's like, no, God, no, God, no. I have to go. <laughs> like he's, And she's like, what did you do to Mr. Darcy? It's just, He's just so awkward. And that's, I think there's a very endearing um element to his portrayal of Darcy that shows you he is very deeply insecure and flawed and how he learns to, you know, talk to Elizabeth mm-hmm. and understand like how to interact with other people who are from a different background than his own. 
and he's just humbled in a big way. I really like that portrayal of him a lot oh, yeah. for those reasons. I'm actually going to go back to the book version right quick because it just reminds mm. me of one specific scene where he is just a massive nerd. So <laughs> Lizzie is just trying to avoid him, like like the plague. And this is just right after the awful proposal. And she accuses him of being an awful person. And she goes on uh, this like thought process of, okay, I'm going to walk this direction it's going to take me all day but if i walk this direction he will i will be able to avoid him he was waiting there the whole time thinking <laughs> she's probably going to walk this direction to avoid me and so of course he just they find each other she's like god damn it he's here <laughs> um but then you know he hands her a letter explaining the whole situation mm-hmm. all right the letter. all right let's go forward in time to 2001 we're calling Firth plays Mr. Darcy again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, a modern adaptation called Bridget Jones' Diary. I want you uh, to know I never knew this was a Pride and Prejudice adaptation. Neither did I. I did. That's so funny. <laughs> you did. I'm like, his name is Mark Darcy, and it's a I've very similar it. plot. I, I didn't I've know never what his even name seen was. It. You've yeah. never seen it? Oh, well, no, that explains that. So Well, I, I've seen bits and pieces because it was always on television, mm-hmm. and I would just like watch it for a scene and move on. Um, so I watched it uh, just a few days ago for the first time all the way through. Um, one thing I want to point out, and I wrote this specifically in my notes, uh, early 2000s, very unkind to women. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Super yeah. unkind. Yep. Uh, it's so bad. Uh, Bridget Jones, who is uh, Elizabeth, um, Basically, it's called fat a lot, and yeah. they, they like she's super chunky, and it's like chubby, the chubby, the girl. chubby one. She's like, oh, I thought she said she was thin, and it's like, she, she, are, are we looking at the same woman? Yeah, right. it's like that's she, Renee Zellweger. She's freaking out she's so because cute. she weighs one hundred and thirty eight pounds, and I'm like, honey, that's that's tiny, girl. But that that's not the point. It just it was something that I really noticed, and I also from the watched- time. 2000 yeah. was about like the 90s. It was like wayfish. That was like Dude, it was like you had like you had to be tiny. You still had low rise jeans. Oh, I, I watched a movie from the early 2000s just yesterday, and I literally could barely enjoy it what because I was like, was it? it was Disturbia with Shia LaBeouf. Oh, and the way that they just like accept that Shia LaBeouf is basically stalking a hot girl in the pool. Straight up, and yeah. then they're just like, yeah, and then she's like, she still gets the girl, and they're making out, and I'm like, ew. No, <laughs> well, we're not. We're not here to talk about the early two thousands. It was a dark time. <laughs> it was um, so this one is definitely not really about social commentary. It's straight up romance. Uh, so we have Mr. Darcy, uh, Mark Darcy, being played by Colin Firth. We have Renee Zellweger playing uh, Bridget, who you know is the Elizabeth surrogate, and then we have Hugh Grant playing the Mr. Wickham. Mm. Um, so we have the same situations, sort of, where he's just kind of, they, they meet each other and he immediately hates her and is being rude and she hates him. She also overhears him being a complete jerk to her. Um, her and Hugh Grant end up actually getting together and he lies about why him and Mr. Darcy don't get along. And so she's really mean to him, but then we later found out it was actually the other way around. And we actually find out that Mr. Darcy... Uh, once again, also a massive idiot because he goes, hey, you're kind of, you know, this way and kind of reckless and kind of blah, 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 blah. But I like you. And it's just like, 
Mm-hmm. I'd like to say I made a thing about the the Hugh whatever it was. I thought it was Hugh Dancy that no, you said, he, and I got really. I was like, yeah, I love Hugh Dancy, and no, now I'm like, oh wait a second, no, it's not, it's he not ran. him. He would have been. Well, he would have been not. Hugh Dancy's in a yeah. Pride and Prejudice Jane Austen thing. Uh, it's he's in the um, Jane Austen book club movie. Oh yes, oh, okay, which is yeah. supreme. Yeah. Highly recommend. Um, that being said, so we have this kind of like love triangle going on, lots of misunderstandings, lots of classic Mr. Darcyisms, where he's just incapable of really expressing himself, but then him kind of changing his tune once he gets to know her and kind of opening up. I will say it was really interesting. He's not in this movie a whole lot. <laughs> no. He's not. It's no, mostly between Hugh Grant and uh I, I don't even remember his character name, but Hugh Grant. He's Daniel and Cleaver. Davin- <laughs> Wait, was it David? Daniel. Daniel, sorry. Daniel, Daniel Cleaver. Uh, I know it's Cleaver. I cannot yeah. talk. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's mostly between those two and like her gro- growing as a character and her trying to be a better person and of, her, of course her freaking out about her weight. Um, <sighs> but we, we do see that there's a shift and him like, you see him kind of in the background really, really trying. He, he wants to go up to her. He wants to say something. But, you know, he's also seeing somebody else and she stops him or she ha- he has to attend to her. And you can just see the struggle. He just, Colin Firth gets Mr. Darcy. <laughs> I wonder if it's like a Bond thing, if he ever got tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably like, no, this, this is good for me. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Any comments about Bridget Jones? Sorry, before to go the last main one that I wanted to talk about. Oh, I'm intrigued. Okay, no. No, I think you covered it. He, it's okay. an interesting take where it's it takes from the overall concept, but is the is not super faithful exactly. to the basic core tenets of Can I the original. Say something along the same lines, Hannah, because I know Steffi's not going to cover this one, unless I'm completely wrong and I'm going to ruin your thunder. Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. I'm actually not going to cover that one. I'd I like- tried to, uh, I was going to watch it this week and never got around to it. So I actually replaced it with something else that I know oh. a couple of us will watch. Oh, I know. I but. Like it, but I just wanted to say, along with Pride, President Zombie, it is a very good retelling of like what Hannah had said, like where it mm-hmm. has all of the right vibes, but it's mm. not an accurate retelling. Like it really gets a like. Was it the zombies that made yes. it ungrateful? <laughs> Honestly, no. It's the fact that like they're no, like, I've seen it. well, oh, you have. It's yeah. the thing. It's really. I have seen like every Austin adaptation in every format. Pride, Price, yes. and Zombies is worth the watch. It is a really fun it's movie. Camp. It's way it is better. Very ridiculous. Yes. It well, is. Yeah. I, I I never read it or watched it, but I remember I owned the book for a while. Um, but they actually have a lot of the original text, and and I remember correctly, it was in red. What he changed in the really? book. Really? You oh. might have an older version. The yeah, I was going to say the version have I have. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I like, distinctly remember that uh, a lot of the things that he changed was in red. And anything that was definitely like from the original book was in black. So it was like a two-font mm. thing. But, you know, still, in, I just remember that. That's cool. Um, all right. Worth last, but now Steffi go. Sorry. Last one I want to talk about. And if we didn't get to one that you liked, please let us know. There are so many adaptions, so many more that I wanted to talk to, but we only have so much time. Uh, I wanted to talk about the Lizzie Bennett Diaries from 2013. <sighs> uh, it was a another modern re- uh, reinterpretation, uh, but it's told through uh, web blogs, which are video blogs. Um, 
It stars uh, Daniel Vincent Gord, who plays Mr. Darcy. Um, and this one was really interesting because, like I said, it was a vlog format. Um, and we actually didn't see Mr. Darcy's face until, like, way into <laughs> the series. Was, I watched that. Sh- I was a Vlogbrothers fan. I, I was Same. watching this live as a yes. Me too. It yeah. was the worst thing ever because it was a weekly web series that was done by Hank. And Hank Green is the producer mm-hmm. of it. And, and it uh, just- Bernie Sue. And Bernie mm-hmm. Sue, in the hell, the hell on earth of the first time you see Darcy open the door and you see his legs and you're like, oh, it's Darcy. We're finally going to see Darcy. And then it's like another like fucking month of you just see like his legs and shit in the background. <laughs> or like hearing see his him. Face. And, yeah. It, it was, was, it was very like, smart. It was yeah. very Darcy. smart. They know story what we're talent. here for. They, they know yeah. what we're here for. It was Hank Green. He understands the internet better oh, than yeah, anybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it was also really interesting because they had a work around that, you know, it's her vlog. We're telling mm-hmm. it from her perspective. Um, they modernized a few things. Like Mr. Collins is a uh, a person who is um, not her cousin, but now is somebody who's trying to, like, get her to work for him. Yeah. So, like, a, a, like, like her some, boss or something. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, like, something uh, to be said about it is that, like, Darcy isn't like a love interest. It's that Pemberley Digital is a company that she's mm-hmm. interning at. And then she meets Darcy through her happenstance. Yeah, it's just, it's really interesting. And it's, it was honestly, I, I, I highly recommend seeing it. It's it's on YouTube, really fun, really fascinating. And honestly, it's one of my favorites. It was, it was really good to watch it live and waiting week by week for it to <laughs> be posted. Um, I know they try to do other versions mm-hmm. of Jane Austen stuff, but they didn't work as well. Um, I think one was like a community submitted version. I think they of, did a Sense and Sensibility one. Yeah. yeah. That, they did an was, Emma one for sure. Yeah, I think it was a sense and sensibility one where uh, you could submit like that you're a town's person, and it was like, wow, there is a lot of women in this town, and only women. Uh, but I, I would have to research it more. It's been a while. But yeah, those are the main ones I wanted to talk about. Uh, I did want to have a special shout out to Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, Bride and Prejudice, which is the Bollywood version. Uh, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of published spinoffs of Pride and yep. Prejudice. Uh, I went into a bookstore the other day, and literally just walking in, I found like four different versions of what happens after they got married, or mm-hmm. something happens, or their kids. Or from his perspective. Exactly. And, yeah. uh, and last but not least, probably the best version ever, the Wishbone version Wishbone also did a Pride and Wait. Prejudice. And if you don't know what Wishbone is, oh God, uh, you're not all, a 90s kid. I was yeah. not a 90s first, kid. Sarah, first of all, the cutest Jack Russell Terrier who mm. taught you all about history and literature and everything you could ever need to know as a child. Exactly. Um, delightful. What? Oh, my God. Are we just exposing you to Wishbone for the first time? Oh, my gosh. How <laughs> the heck have you never heard of Wishbone? Have you never heard of talk? Wishbone? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jared. Yeah. What? <laughs> I didn't yeah, no. expect you to have seen it, but to not have heard of it. We're getting no. old, guys. That's what I know. I'm from I know. Um, uh, we do need to wrap up, but no. before we, huh? before oh, we I had do, one thing I wanted to say. I, uh, okay. Let me let me talk, woman. Um, <laughs> uh, I was gonna ask. Do you have any final words? Uh-oh. Like what? Do you- <laughs> Oops. Do you have any final words? Any final thoughts? Either about Mr. Darcy, about the series, about any of the. Uh, uh, adaptions, stuff like that. Um, Sarah, go ahead. I know you're like inching. (laughs) Well, all I wanted to say is there's one reason and one reason alone that you should watch the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. And that is because they take the sister that borderline has nothing to do with the plot and make her a cat. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Mary. Mary. 
like maybe it would have made sense for it to be Kitty. Kitty Kitty? might have been the cat, and then Mary was the the emo cousin. That's right. That's right. Kitty is the cat. That's amazing. God, it's so, so good. Like, 10 out of 10, would recommend God. Um, And also just Mr. Darcy's great. That's all. Okay, continue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Ashley. So I... just hanging out with you guys right now, I realized that we have the three, like, basic archetype dudes. We have nice guy, Mr. Collins doesn't understand what women want or doesn't listen to what they say. We have the fuckboy, Mr. Wickham, who just out for money and getting laid. <laughs> Maybe some yeah. drinks and gambling in there, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then we have Mr. Darcy, the mm. handsome nerd turned good guy. And it's just, like, everything... Like it's it's classically there. Like, how did oh, she yeah. do it? Like, mm-hmm. uh, like two hundred years ago, almost. She just Oof. knew what we wanted. She was a woman. She was a woman writer who knew what women <laughs> wanted. Hard stuff. She Jane Austen was very incisive in her mm-hmm. uh, class commentary. In her, she's very good at uh, analyzing just human behavior and interactions and social interactions. And like Darcy is, I feel like the epitome of like men written by women um, of that entire concept of like, that is a man who was written by a woman because uh, like my, my parting thoughts on, on Mr. Darcy are that, you know, I think he is often, you know, written off as just like you said, like a brooding, like, you know, the mean guy who turns out to be nice. Uh, but I, I would argue he's always been a good guy mm-hmm. who sh- you just like the entire arc of that book and his arc as a character is about learning from your mistakes, becoming a better person, especially for the person that you care about and expecting nothing in return. And that in and of itself makes you a better person and someone who will be a better partner to whoever you're interested in and the fact that he from the beginning loves Elizabeth for who she is, which is difficult and snarky and (laughs) opinionated, uh, which is, you know, qualities a lot of women fear will make them hard to love. Like he loves her Mm -hmm. because of that, not in spite of that. He finds that that she challenges him very engaging and admirable, um, but that he understands his own failings and how he can become a better person to be worthy of her and to be someone that they would actually work together. And she grows as well. I know we're not here talking about Elizabeth, but I think that's, <laughs> I think that's what also makes them so dynamic is the relationship between the two of them. He, how he relates to her and how they interact and grow because of one another. Um, he's just a lovesick dope. And he he's, you know, he comes across as really standoffish and mean, but he's not. He's just like a nerd who doesn't know how to deal with his own feelings <laughs> until, nerd. you know, the time goes on. So good. It's- I love him so much. <laughs> um, and with that, it's time to say goodbye. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Hannah, thank you for joining us. I I'm so know. excited. Yeah. Anytime. So <laughs> I will come hang out and talk about stuff anytime. Listen, Hannah. we have like six more Pride and Prejudice episodes we can oh, do. Yeah. Hannah, <laughs> so sign me up. <laughs> immediately we were like like forever when we were pre-planning otp we we're like we should do a pride and prejudice episode we're like oh my God. we gotta have hannah <laughs> listen <laughs> i had to write essays i wrote literal essays college essays about various things and i wrote this is gonna be real niche but there is a scene that i talk about there's or not even a scene like a particular shot in the 2005 pride and prejudice of a pig <laughs> and it's balls and anyone who's seen 2005 yeah. is like exactly. why is this shot here and i wrote an entire 
like, and I need to read thing it. for class about why that shot's there because it's about fertility and t- having children and Hannah, dealing with your children. Can and you send that essay. to us so we can post? I'll that? have to yeah. see if I still have it. It was like you know, in, in college where you have to like post on like your uh, uh-huh. re- the reaction portals. the board. Yeah, like it was blackboard when I was there. Yeah, I also I put a whole post on yeah. that. So I have so much random <laughs> stuff I would love to talk about. Just about literature. Oh I want to read that so I bad. <laughs> it was like, it's about fertility. That's why the shot of the pig is there. It's probably not. They were just like, haha, pig was maybe what the shot probably. was actually. Probably. Anyway. But you know, it's better. Uh, if you uh, love this or any of the episodes, please leave a review on Audible or Apple Podcasts. Uh, please share it with your friends. That's how we get the word around. We love you so very much. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. And thank you again, Hannah. It was great having yes. you here. Oh my God, my pleasure. I love it. I love you guys. And I love Mr. Darcy. We love Mr. Darcy. (laughs) I love Mr. Darcy. Bye. 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 Bye.